Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello. Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. Obviously, this is pre-recorded as it shows right down here in this uh, part of the screen here. Uh, it's Thursday night when I'm recording this, but um, uh, my wife and I will be going on a date night for Friday. That's tomorrow, so there will be no live broadcast. So I want to go ahead and uh, get this recorded and uh, get it uh, uploaded. Of course, if you're on the Let This Mind Be In You discussion group, you may see it tonight. It may uh, upload uh, early just for you. And then uh, you'll see this uh, premiere and everything like that on Let This Mind Be In You on Facebook and YouTube tomorrow night. That's going to be at Friday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You'll see this uh, video should be uploaded and ready to go by then. Uh, of course, if you're listening to this by, via podcast, uh, you should be able to hear that uh, tonight um, sometime a couple hours from now uh, from the time that I'm recording this, which is at 8 o'clock. So we shall see about that. Um, if you listen on Spotify, I know I have a few more I'm not sure why it does it on Spotify and only on Spotify, but I have a few more now that are giving me trouble where the, uh, they only upload a couple minutes of it and it's the entire file is there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, that's being uploaded. Um, there's plenty of other platforms besides Spotify that all the, uh, the entire episode or the entire broadcast or the podcast is uploaded correctly and it all goes from the same holding site that sends it to that feed. So I'm not sure what's going on with Spotify. I do apologize if that's the uh, preferred uh, podcast platform you like to listen to. Um, but anyways, um, I, 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 I've tried everything, and I cannot get it fixed on, on, on Spotify. It's, it's hit or miss. And um, like I said, you can go find you know, the probably the best place you can find it, but they don't make an app, is at Podcasts. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com and look up Let This Mind Be In You podcast and you'll find it on there and you can, you know, download it to your phone or something like that. But they don't have an app, you know, uh, like a Spotify. Um, I think I'm also on Apple. Um, I'm on uh, iHeart, uh, Podbean, uh, just about everywhere. So um, I do apologize if things are happening. If you hear about something else that's happening or you want to let me know that maybe I haven't uh, heard about or you want to send a, a question or a comment or a concern or a prayer request or anything like that, you can always reach out to me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Once again, that's ltmbiy at yahoo.com, and I try to get back to those emails as quickly as possible. All right, let's get uh, started right away. Of course, we've made it to Acts chapter 12 tonight. A little bit of uh, at the, you know, by way of review at, at the end of Acts chapter 11, of course, Peter's explaining himself, all the, the, the situation that happened with Cornelius and everything. And then at the end, there was um, uh, at the end, there's only, uh, you know, just the 
little brief snippet that shows uh, Saul being picked up from Tarsus uh, by by Barnabas, and so um, that's the the thing that we're we're only see, that we saw on last time. I'll answer this text message here, um, and then it kind of ends off with that. And then there was uh, Barnabas and Saul. They go because there's this uh, famine. Uh, there's this thing that's happening in the land and they head back to Jerusalem to bring this, you know, the money, the the food, the provisions for the saints there at Jerusalem. And that's uh, kind of where this kind of picks up. It's so contextually, uh, Saul is still Saul. He's not Paul yet. And uh, he just got picked up from Tarsus. He was there in Antioch for a little while with Barnabas uh, ministering and all these other kinds of things. And then they go back uh, to Jerusalem. And so that's where we'll pick up here in Acts chapter 12, verse number one. It says, now about that time, Herod the king. Now, this is not the same Herod uh, that was the the uh, the king when Jesus was born. This is another Herod. Uh, stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. Um, you know, if you if you preach against, you know, hedonism and all these other kinds of things, which I'm assuming that they would be, you know, uh, preaching truth that uh, that would go against the grain. And so this uh, Herod here uh, was stretching forth his hand or the his his power, his his authority. He's exercising it here and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. So James and John, you know, and uh, he, he he killed him. And um, I'd have to look and do a little bit more. I didn't even think about this, but um, whether or not this is the same writer of the book of James, uh, it may be the one that was leading the uh, the Jewish church there, uh, pastorally speaking, I guess you would say, in Jerusalem. But uh, he's dead now. He, and then verse number three says, and because he saw, this is Herod, he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Hey, let's let's grab the ringleader, you know. Then were the days of unleavened bread. So it just kind of gives like a, uh, if you study your Jewish calendar, you can understand, you know, what part of the year this was and so on and so forth. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions. Um, I'm assuming that that's four, 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 so 16 of soldiers. Um, I may be uh, wrong on that. Uh, quaternions, uh, it, it's not like a... Uh, Centurion, you know, a centurion is a hundred. Um, quat uh, is four, so I'm I'm assuming that this is four, like uh, what we would call fire teams. Uh, a fire team is a you know four men, so four of these groups here, so that'd be sixteen total of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Now you see the word Easter there. There's many many controversies about that word being in there and so forth and so on. That's not the point of what we're going to talk about. So let's skip right over that controversy. Um, the King James Bible is God's preserved word for the English-speaking people. I believe that. It has been always the case. They used the Texas Receptus, meaning the received text, and they had the, the, uh, uh, the, the literary geniuses and uh, language experts of that time that got together and took from this Texas Receptus, this received text that had been diligently copied and copied over and over again and was uh, used to bring us and preserve for us this uh, Bible we have today. I believe that. So if the word Easter is in there, it's there for a reason. 
And that's all I'll say about that. So verse number five, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So the church, the called out assembly of believers, these believing um, Jewish people that were there in Jerusalem are praying intently without ceasing. So all day long, all night long, they're, they're keeping up these prayers here, interceding on behalf of Peter. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the and the keepers before the door kept the prison. So I mean, so these guys that uh, they must be swapping them out and stir their turn to sleep. Um, they put them in there. They lock them to Peter on both sides of him, two chains, and then there's people outside the door, and they they got that door locked, and they're guarding that door. So this is setting the scene here of how secure Peter is. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side. That's <laughs> kind of uh, interesting to think about. He you know, bonk, you know, just woke him up. And uh, it says, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Wow. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. So uh, put your clothes on, put your shoes on. Uh, it's time to go. Verse 9, And he went out and followed him and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, and, but thought he saw a vision. He thought he was sleeping. He thought he was dreaming. And it's like, wow, this is a, this is a very lucid dream here. I, this feels really real. Verse 10, when they were past the first and the second ward, again, there's door after door here that's being guarded here, then came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. So this big, heavy iron gate to the city just opened right up. And it says, and they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. So, all right, see ya. <laughs> it's, you know, imagine the scene here. Yeah, the you know Peter is is just befuddled. He doesn't know what's going on. He thinks it's a vision, and the next thing you know, he's by himself. In verse number eleven, and when Peter was come to himself, he said, "Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent His angel, and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews." He's like, "I this is not a dream. This is really happening. Wow." And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked on the door at the door of the gate, a damsel, a young lady uh, here, comes to hearken named Rhoda. Rhoda. Okay, so I almost said Rhonda. No, it's Rhoda. And Rhoda here in verse 14, and when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. So this Rhoda, this young girl, you know, there, she was probably in there watching these adults praying. Maybe she was praying herself and she was, man, I, Lord, please, you know, if, we, if they're going to kill Peter and uh, if it be your will, you know, Lord, just, you know, deliver him miraculously, you know. And next thing you know, she goes out to this gate. She hears some commotion out there. Hears this knocking at the gate. She goes out there and she hears Peter. It's like, hey, hey, Rhoda, let me in. <laughs> and this young lady is very, very, very 
excited, right? You know, I, you would be too. You're praying and you hear his voice and you knew he was under heavy guard and, and, and all these kinds of things. So she didn't, she forgot to open the gate. She just went out, ran inside and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, okay. So remember what Jesus tells, you know, before I read this next part, you remember what Jesus tells uh, his disciples when he's still in his earthly ministry? He tells them a grain of mustard seed. You can move mountains, you know, have faith. You know, he tells, it talks about no greater faith have I found in all of Israel. You know, the, the, I believe it's the lady that says, let me just touch the hem of your garment or, you know, nay, Lord, I'm unclean. Don't touch, you know, and he sees all these things and these disciples and these people that probably followed and heard these accounts of Jesus probably saw Jesus in his earthly ministry. They were praying that God would deliver Peter Look at their response. Now, I'm going to make a I'm going to make a comment here again about prayer. Of course, prayer is is petitioning the Lord. It's speaking to the Lord. It, it is talking, and sometimes there's the the wants and desires of our heart, you know, and all this. But remember, the key thing, the biblical thing about prayer is that it's surrendering our will to His. It's not about having this. This idea that if I name it and I can claim it, that it's going to be mine no matter what. If I just have enough faith, you know, like this faith of a grain of a mustard seed, you know, and I can move these mountains and all these kinds of things that people talk about. It's not just that, but it's of surrendering, surrendering her yourself to that. The will of the, of, of the father and the will of God. But let's look at their reaction here with all that in mind. And they said unto her, thou art mad. They said, you're crazy. God deliver him. Hey, God has delivered Peter. He's standing right outside the gate. You're crazy. That's how that went down. So at the end of the day, God's will is going to be done. Yes, we need to surrender to whatever that is. And whatever that happens... We need to understand that is God, God has meant it for it to be that way. Now, if we can control things, now, if it's like, well, if it's God's will that I get cancer, I'm just going to smoke four packs of cigarettes a day or something like that. Don't tempt. Don't tempt, you know, and all, and, and thy Lord, thy God, you know, with all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying here. The, the point is, is that there's going to be a reaction of the, inside the heart of surrendering your will to his and his will will be done. Verse number, uh, still 15 here, but she can, she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then they said, it is his angel. Well, maybe it's his ghost. Maybe they already killed him. You know, maybe it's just, you know, his messenger, you know, he's, he's an angelic being or something. He's dead already, and he, he's out there. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw them, and saw him, they were astonished. But he, beckoning unto them, with a hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Now, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers. What was become of Peter? If you're a soldier in charge of holding a prisoner, you would be kind of concerned too. Remember the, the soldiers that watched the tomb of Jesus. And they've had to pay them off, you know. 
But that was a big capital offense. You could be put to death if you let a prisoner go. And he said, go show these things unto James. Now soon, verse 18, as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers, what was become of Peter. And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. See, told you. And he went down to Ju from Judea to Caesarea and there abode. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre as Sidon. But they came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus the king Chamberlain their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. So they're making a peace deal, essentially. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal peril, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. All right, so he's going to bloviate here. He's going to just wax eloquently. I'm the great king, Herod. And he gets up here, and the, after he... It gives us oration. He gives us big speech. The people gave a shout saying, it is the voice of a God and not of a man. And guaranteed Herod was like, that's right. Pour it on. I am a God. I am God on earth here. You know, I'm, I'm look at how great I am. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms. Whoa. And gave up the ghost. Wow. But the word of God grew and multiplied. Then it says, And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. And that's where we're going to wrap it up for today, you know, because just covering Acts 12 is very short. But then you see Paul and Barnabas, actually Saul here, are going to return from Jerusalem. They had delivered what they were going to. Now they're taking back John Mark. And that's what we'll pick up next week when we get into Acts chapter 13. And we'll talk a little bit about that next week. All right. So thank you for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You. It's a it's a little bit shorter, um, you know, when it's not live and don't have like the interaction. And it does get, uh, tend to be a little bit shorter. But thank you for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You. And we'll see you next week. Lord willing. God bless.